You're listening to Falling for Stories, an independent podcast bringing unheard, original literary works and sounds to your headphones. We are back this week with another double feature. I wish we could say that part three of Dear Robbie's Descent Toward the Unknown was an easier one, but this kid is just having a hell of a time reflecting on his love life. If you haven't listened to part one and two of this uh, never-ending flashback sequence, now's the perfect time to hop back and get caught up. You're caught up? Perfect. In that case, our first story of the day is titled Empty Gun Rack by Josh Ackerman. After jumping off the roof of a mansion, little Robbie plummeted towards the ground. He was seemingly short of the distance he would need to make a soft landing in the pool. He rocketed downwards about to meet the concrete patio with his face. Time slowed down as he believed he was about to earn a Darwin Award. Everyone at the pool party below gasped as he floated past another window of the mansion. Robbie could hear a champagne bottle pop and a near-death memory flash before his eyes. He was 18 again, and he was hooking up with a woman for the first time. An empty gun rack hung over this woman's television. She came into the room half-naked, holding one of her father's tequila bottles. She knocked it back, sloshing it down her throat. Droplets of it streamed off her chin and she wiped them away. Then she bumped Robbie with the bottle. He was dreamily staring at her father's gun rack. She scoffed, then said, he doesn't usually come home from the bar until way after sundown. Robbie shook his head and he swigged the tequila. He peeked at the vacant driveway leading up to the front of her trailer home. Outside, the sun sank behind the neighboring trailers. Darkness crept into the room where Robbie and the woman shared the borrowed booze. With no lights on inside the room, they could only see each other's silhouettes. A pickup truck whizzed past her home down the gravel road. Its headlights lit the room like a spotlight passing over a dark stage. The light quickly exited as soon as it came, leaving the both of them steeped in shadows. Robbie heard the rustling sound of denim as she peeled off her jean shorts. He'd met her at a party earlier that night. Her name was Melissa, or Charlotte, or Jessica. He didn't remember this one's name. Another truck crept down the road, crunching gravel under its tires. He squinted at the truck as it turned towards the driveway and he side-eyed the empty gun rack. She whipped off his belt with one hand and she tipped the bottle into his face with the other. She splashed the burning liquid into him and she said, Quit looking at that rack like a scared puppy. He isn't coming home anytime soon. The sun disappeared behind a nearby field of power lines. A third pickup truck drove by. Its headlights shone into the front window, lighting up this whole hookup scene going down. Then the light left the two of them in the dark with nothing but some beaten up old furniture, the salty smell of cheap tequila, and the gun rack. 
Melissa, if that's what her name was, she took the tequila bottle from him. She sucked on it like a baby draining a milk bottle. Warm headlights swept across Robbie and his date for the umpteenth time. Then they thrust them back into the chill darkness. Robbie could feel the cold shadows tickling his skin where his fly was being undone by Charlotte, if he could correctly remember her name this time. Sitting in the pitch black, Robbie cleared his throat. His sound thrummed out of the absence of light as if coming out of nothing. His voice cracked, saying, Can the people driving by, can, can they see us getting naked? She chuckled. If they want to look at and see what we're doing, that's their own fault. She pressed the bottle into his groin, and she sank close to his face, grinning. It's exciting that way. She rubbed his inner thigh with the bottle. At least you're enjoying it. She massaged the lump in his boxers. He nervously shifted as he stared at the deserted road. He asked, Are you sure he's not going to be angry if he comes home? The woman, whatever her name was, kneeled and her knees made a cracking sound. She peeled back his jeans, mumbling, You're killing the mood. Headlights filled the room as she knelt in front of him. The sound of a truck door closing came from outside. She breathed heavy on his exposed hairy thighs. A loud boom shook the air like an explosion of thunder. Robbie accidentally bumped her with his crotch. She clumsily toppled onto the carpet. He made to pick her up, but the front door burst open. He scooped up his sagging jeans as he fumbled across the carpet towards the kitchen. He punched out the window screen with his head as he scrambled out of the window like Winnie the Pooh pushing himself into a rabbit hole. He tipped over the sill into the backyard, and he landed on a tangled garden hose. He felt bruises already swelling up from the impact. Standing up, he shouted, Sorry! But it was drowned out by another gunshot, and he ran, and ran, and ran. When he stopped, he bent over, huffing and puffing in front of a trailer where he could see a family eating dinner. They looked over at him all at the same time. They hovered forkfuls of food near their mouths, gaping with shocked looks on their faces. That's when Robbie felt the wind on his loins. His manhood was hanging out of the pea flap in his boxers, and he was coincidentally flashing them. He covered himself in the cold of the night. The chill night air rushed past him and he saw that he missed whatever was going on in the second story window of the mansion he leapt off of to impress Katie Hammond. She had her head buried in her hands. She wasn't even watching him fall anymore. All I've got to say is, thank goodness his manhood was not hanging out when he fell off that mansion roof. This descent could have ended a lot differently, but I digress. In our second story of the day, we'll be joining Robbie as he recalls one of his earliest memories. This story is titled, 
Drowned Youth by Josh Ackerman. Little Robbie dropped closer to the edge of the pool. He clawed at the air, swimming against the tides of gravity, pulling himself towards the water and away from landing on the concrete patio. He lost sight of the woman he was trying to impress by diving off the roof of the mansion. In the moment before impact with the ground, he flashed back to a memory of the first time he did something this stupid. He flew back in time to when he stood at the shortest height he can remember being. When everyone he met would look down at him and muss up his hair and call him Little Robbie. He saw himself standing on the sandbank of a lake where his family used to vacation. The fluorescent orange life jacket he wore scratched at his skin. He ran in and out of the water, kicking at it, splashing and laughing as he did. It was so cold that when it crept up to his knees, he shivered, screamed, then ran back to the shoreline, giggling. With a big smile stretched across his face, he looked over at his mom laying across a beach towel, reading a magazine. He laughed and screamed, Mom, look at me, look at me. He ran into the lake again, but she didn't watch him at all, so his tiny smile dipped into a frown. Robbie's mother gazed at a muscle-bound man swimming along the shore, doing laps a bit far out from the small beachhead. Her lips parted as she saw his muscles ripple with each stroke. She peeked at him through her sunglasses over the top of her magazine, and she ignored her little Robbie running in and out of the lake. Robbie sprinted across the shallow end until his stubby legs burned from wading through the water. He shouted, Mom! You're not looking! She longingly stared at the muscular man gliding through the wake of a nearby motorboat. His naked back beaded over with water droplets that glimmered as if his skin were made of diamonds. She lowered her magazine onto her chest, and she lost her place in the article she was reading. Each time giggling little Robbie yelled for his mom to watch him, he saw more evidence of her ignoring him and his little smile sagged deeper into a grimace. He stood on the shore, gawking at the swimming man, then back to his mom, who was wrapped with attention for this stranger. What went through Robbie's little kid brain is that he needed to do an act so impressive his mom would see how special he was. Little Robbie slowly took off his life jacket. His arm got caught in it, and he had to squirm until he broke free. He dropped the life jacket in the sand, and he doggy paddled his way into the shallow end of the lake. But he saw how this didn't impress his mom enough for her to admire him. Robbie's mother laying about on the beach flopped her magazine into her lap as she shielded her eyes from the piercing sun. She gazed on as the man swam over to the dock and climbed onto it. His bulging muscles didn't escape her eye, nor did his bathing suit bunching up around his hairy legs. Her lips parted and she shivered. Out in the water, Robbie paddled through it until his teeth were chattering from the chilling swim. 
His tiny body fought the wake coming from a far-off motorboat. His feet left the space where they could still kick the sand beneath him. The wake splashed him in the mouth and his head dipped underwater. The lake suffocated the world around him with blackness. It muted the roar of the motorboat with a sound that was much like the one he heard when he put his ear to his mom's stomach. He swam harder and his head popped back up into the daylight. He breathed heavy as his underdeveloped muscles started to ache. Losing the momentum pushing him forward, he sluggishly flopped around in the water. Bobbing under the wake, he gulped down a mouthful of it, and the cold liquid stabbed his lungs, blocking his next heaving breath. He broke the lake's surface for a moment, long enough to shout, Mom! But he only coughed and swallowed more of the lake into his tiny lungs. He struggled to kick at the water that was dragging him down. He gasped for air as he was splashed in the face, shouting, Mom! And, Look! What went through his brain is why did he do this to impress her when she was clearly not interested? Except it wasn't a fluid, cohesive thought. It was more like a feeling that washed over him, just like the lake filling his lungs, pulling him under, and swallowing him. This was the first time little Robbie drowned. You've been listening to Falling for Stories. Thank you for joining us this week as we delve deeper into Robbie's experience. If you want to hear more stories like this, follow us online at, at Falling for Stories and visit us at fallingforstories.com where we post all of the words and sounds that you heard today. The Falling for Stories podcast is produced by Josh Ackerman and Jeremiah Ackerman. This episode was written by Josh Ackerman. Editing, engineering, and original score by Jeremiah Ackerman. Join us next time for another very different story. <laughs>